G'day guys, welcome back to Clarkie's NRL show. Something a little bit different here today, guys. Obviously, usually I've got a player on with me interviewing, asking a couple of questions. Sometimes I give my tips, etc., um, or breakdowns through this show also, but I'm trying to transition this show um, just to a little bit whatever I want. I've got, you know, I think when I started the page, I started it because I have such a creative rugby league mind. I sit here, I think, and um, as a result, I would write. Um, you know, I started that four years ago, but as a result, I've, I've also sort of noticed that I do really enjoy um, sitting here in front of the camera talking, you know, um, this, you know, a lot of my articles are written like this, you know, uh, you got your cloud and all your little um, bits going out of it. So today we're going to talk about the Jesse Ramian situation. I've, like I said, I've done a little cloud. I've got a lot to talk about. I'm just going to cross things off as I go. So first question I'm sure everyone wants to know is what happened? And I don't think Looking back in previous years, I can think of another example like this from clubs. Usually to get a tap on the shoulder and told not to come back this year, you've messed up badly, you're in legal trouble, you've shagged your teammates' misses. Um, a lot of loose stuff ha- has happened in rugby league in the past. Um, you know, Usually even then, sometimes it's a case of, hey, don't bother coming back next year. Particularly a team like the Knights that are pushing towards the top eight. Jesse Ramian, whether people are saying he's having a poor year or not, is what was an important part to their team. So what happened? Well, reports are indicating that essentially he was unhappy with the pay he signed for with the Knights. And as a result, his father slash family, more so his father, um, was going to rival clubs, the Cronulla Sharks included, and said, hey, would you have Jesse back next year? Asking those sort of questions. Um, He is only signed until the end of 2020, or he was till the end of 2020. So as of November 1st, so three months time, he could have officially started getting contracts again anyway. Um, That's the way rugby league works with the whole contract situation. So that's what's happening. Uh, It had a negative effect on the team from there. And from what you'd believe, uh, one, you know, some media outlets are indicating the senior players made the decision for Brownie to go and tell him. Others are saying Brown made the decision himself and was, you know, thinking about saying it for a while. And, you know, we've got to go back to the money thing because that's sort of where this whole thing stems from. So, obviously, Jesse Raymond had a breakout year in 2018. Huge breakout year. Um, You know, even talked about Origin for this year probably mainly because of his 2018 form as opposed to his 2019. But that's how you build champion teams. You have to sort of take risks on players and underpay players. Look at Manly at the moment. They are underpaying Ruben Garrick. They are underpaying Brad Parker, Moses Sully, Manassi Fayenu, um, probably underpaying Cade Cust, Lachlan Croker, Curtis Sirenen, uh, Joel Thompson, the Travojevic brothers, their whole squad right now is being underpaid. And when you want to win a cha- want to build a championship roster, you need to take risks on players that have a lot of potential, but you're signing them for a value less than what deep down you probably know what they're worth. Obviously, that sits well with the club and the fans because that's how you win premierships. With the player itself in this situation, it hasn't sat so well. And you know, Ramian is 22 years of years of age. I'm 22 myself. I know when you get handed a bit of money, it's the best feeling in the world, no matter what age you are. But when you know you have an earning capacity or power of up to probably half a million at other teams, and I'm not sure what he was on at the Knights, you, you sort of have to sympathize and see where Ramian's coming from. Although I do think it's unprofessional in my opinion. 
Uh, so ne- next thing we're going to talk about is what does this mean for the Knights? Can they still finish top eight? Can they still compete for a premiership? Look, probably don't think they were going to regardless of whether they kept Ramian or not. I don't think it means too much to the Knights. Um, they are sitting, I think, in the top eight in New South Wales Cup. And, you know, they've got players. Tex Hoy can probably come in. I'm not sure he's primarily a fullback. Um, Tau Tau Moga is an option there. You either play him at left or right side and Heimel Hunt in the other center. So it's not a massive deal for the Knights. In fact, when you consider Moga, the fact that he's come back from three ACL injuries and he's already top recorded top five fastest speed in the rugby li- in the NRL through the Telstra tracker, the uh, data thing they wear in their man, man what they called sports bras. Um, he, he's already recorded top five speeds, which is just phenomenal for someone from three ACL injuries. I know Ramian's a great player, guys, but this is sort of a depth loss. So what does it mean for Ramian? Well, first of all, his stocks go down from this. Because he's not playing NRL. And rival clubs start to, start to look and see maybe an attitude issue there. And as I said, when you're building a championship roster, you need to take risks. A risk that a lot of teams won't be willing to take is an attitude problem. We've seen it with Hayne at the Titans. We've seen it with Robbie Farrer at the Rabbitohs. We've seen it with a lot of players over the years. So what this means to Ramian... Look, essentially, I think his value... I think if he, if he was leaving for a money motive, then he's stuffed up. He just has. Uh, he's devalued himself through this whole thing. Let's talk about... We'll talk about where he's going next year. But let's talk about where it went wrong for Ramian this year. And this is probably a, a bit of a deeper statistic that not many people have thought about at all. Um, I know certainly no main media outlets have reported on. Line engagements. With his year that he had last year with the Canelo Sharks guys... They engage the line, whether that's through their halves, predominantly through your halves, second in the NRL. Only the Storm engaged more. Storm are also first this year. Is there any surprise? No. Where do the Knights sit in 2019? 13th. 13th for line engagements. Simply, Ponga and Pierce, they don't place directly to the line. And when you look at a lot of the Newcastle Knights attack, what does it revolve around? It's Pierce and Ponga. Ponga's main play, guys, where Newcastle score the most off is a four-on-three where he takes the ball out the back, he gives himself that room to work, and just before he engages the line, he throws it to either the center or the winger, dependent on how the defensive line has reacted to his whole goose step before that. Why is line gate? Why why are you saying this, Clarky? Why does it matter that you know the, the Knights aren't engaging the line? For someone like Jesse Ramian, guys, his best attribute is his strength and breaking tackles. So at the Sharks, he had um, it would have been Matt Moylan and Chad Townsend taking the ball to the line. Okay, let's stop there. What's happened here? The inside defenders are engaged. They must stop and put inside pressure on your halfback. By doing so, that gives Ramian an extra meter or so, and it creates a one-on-one opportunity with him and his center. Whether that's for a split second, one second, three seconds, you need to engage the line for this to occur. It's not happening at the Knights. He's not getting the early ball. He's not getting those one-on-one opportunities where he can use his strength to break a tackle, engage the winger, or float to Kenny Dow. 
He has a few times, and we've been reminded just how good he is against the Broncos. Darius Boyd, give him a little bit of space. Boom. See you later, Darius Boyd. Inside ball to Mason Lino, and everyone's, everyone knew that's what Jesse Ramian is capable of. But when you look at it from a deeper, deeper level of rugby league, I suppose, guys, um, whilst also incorporating stats, because I want to keep, this, keep some facts about this, not just my opinion. The facts are the Knights engaged the line third last in the NRL, whereas at the Sharks, the line was being engaged second. Just to recap, it holds the middle defenders in. They must commit. Gives Ramian those one-on-one opportunities to make his most dangerous game. Where to next year for Ramian? It's a big thing we should talk about. Three teams I realistically see signing him right now. It's the Roosters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think I think Cowboys look at him for one. I think the Cowboys would be crazy not to look at him because their backline stinks this year. It, it does. It really does. Um, and I suppose it goes to show you can't be playing one million under the salary cap. They're still way under because they were hoping to sign Valentine Holmes, and they're still hoping to sign Valentine Holmes. But the Cowboys need to realize when a player like Jesse Ramian becomes available, you sign him. If Valentine Holmes becomes available later, you move a player on or two. And you don't even have to do that, actually, because Matt Scott has announced his retirement, which will free up about five, six hundred k. I'd have to imagine Ramian's not going to soak up that whole one million. Boom, there's your money for Holmes if you so desperately want to hold on to him. Their back line has lacked a lot of spark. I do think he can get that early ball off Jake Clifford and Michael Morgan. If not them, John Asiata is a bigger body, so he will engage that line, like we spoke about, a lot more than a smaller half would, thus creating more opportunities out wide for Ramian. I think the Titans have a look at him. It's not that the Titans don't have a strong back line. It's just when you're a struggling club, I can't see Ramian being a bad signing. Look, I know they have Callum Watkins um, from the UK. I know they got Copley. I know they have Brian Kelly. I know they got options at center. Forget that. Ramian is better than everyone I just mentioned. And when you're a struggling team, you need to bolster your roster so you look at great players like Jesse Ramian. There's not much more to say there. Lastly... The Cronulla Sharks. If they are able to move Josh Dugan on and talks indicating, this is crazy, that the Bulldogs are actually seriously interested in Josh Dugan if the Sharks will pay a little bit of his salary. If Dugan wants to depart the club, that would open up a right center position. So the Sharks' back line would look something like Moylan at fullback. Uh, Wings would probably be Sione Katoa, um, Bronson Sherry, Jesse Ramian, I'm not sure who'd be on that other wing. And then your halves would be Townsend Johnson, um, the other wing. Am I? I'm having a massive brain fight here, guys. But regardless, Ramian fits straight back into that back line there. So if the Sharks aren't interested, which we know they are, but if they weren't interested, they'd be crazy. They are. To summarize everything I've said here, guys, this is a crazy situation. I don't think we've seen it before in rugby league. The Knights took a gamble trying to build a championship squad, paying a player less than he's worth. The player didn't like it. It's not often we see that, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I do sympathize with Ramian and see sort of where he is coming from. What's next for Ramian, guys? Cowboys, Sharks, or um, or um, or the Titans. Where did it go wrong? Pierce and Ponga aren't engaging that line to give him the early ball he needed this year. What does it mean for Ramian? 
I think his stocks go down. I think this does the opposite of what he uh, what he hoped the outcome might be. Really big decision by the Knights, really big move, something we haven't really seen all too often in rugby league, and that's my take on it. So hopefully you enjoyed some of the things I said. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, that's beautiful. Feel free to uh, throw it on Instagram story, share with your friends. If you're watching this on Facebook, Instagram, any of my other media outlets, I do appreciate it. And feel free to leave a comment and let me know what you thought went wrong with Jesse Ramian and uh, obviously up to the end of this relationship and uh, he had with the Newcastle Knights. Just crazy, guys, but that's my take on it. Hopefully you enjoyed, and um, I'll see you guys soon for another video. Cheers.